Hey man, when I drop this beat right here, I need everybody to get up. Hello and welcome to the Minds Unlimited Podcast, where we empower others by changing perspectives. I'm your co-host, Dr. J. Duncan. And this is your other co-host, Just Z. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We truly appreciate you tuning in to the conversation. Um, if you do hear something that you like, make sure you share this podcast with somebody else so we can keep the information, the gems, everything flowing. Um, and if you're coming back, Thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to join us, for referring the podcast to other people, for just rocking with us every Monday. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And who's counting? But we have over 5,300 plays <laughs> in our time of doing this podcast. So we that just goes to show that this information is helping folks, and we are now being spread across the globe interesting right mm-hmm. international podcast absolutely <laughs> now with this season we've been covering all things about your toolbox whether it be physically or metaphorically spiritually mentally whatever floats your toolbox boat however today's <laughs> episode will be titled regulations and standards oh we regulations and standards so Jesse, what do you think about when you hear regulations and standards? Well, my engineer brain turns on immediately. That's why I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> you know me well. Um, I think of uh, a basis, a foundation. I think of um, things that are subject to change. I think of thinking outside of just you and what you think is best. Um, yeah, those are like the things. I think I have an atypical view of regulations and standards because nowhere in there did I say things to live by. Nowhere in there did I say like the steadfast right way. You know what I mean? So I feel like because I have an atypical view on quote-unquote regulations and standards, I ask the questions like, for who, made by who, right, <laughs> with gotcha. what intent, um, because that's that's from where I come. Got you. Well, that is a very interesting view, because ironically, when I hear standards, I automatically think like, oh, the quote-unquote way of, right? Supposed to. Right, okay, okay, I got you. Um, often, I do hear regulations and standards being something that number one two different things a lot of the times and then number two things that people don't follow or even read through but are expected to know mm, so in mm -hmm. my world if you want to know your regulations and standards of whatever like living most people don't know the regulations most people don't know the rules absolutely most people have a skewed view of a standard or they move it so that they feel good about living their life right it's like an unspoken or unrealistic expectation yeah so unfortunately these in people's toolbox i believe that a lot of people have these stuffed in their metaphorical toolbox and it's one of those things that you didn't know you have until you're cleaning out the toolbox and getting rid of stuff and you realize you could have used or needed this information 
while you're going through whatever it is you're trying to build. Absolutely. Um, for me, one of the regulations and standard documentations that I have, but have not done the due diligence that I would if I was like studying for a test, for me, it's scripture. It has all types of regulations and standards, but just like the words um, ring a negative bell in most people's ear, most time you hear regulation standards or you think of scripture, you think of guidance, you think of it's something telling you what not to do. Therefore, you don't want to like read it or know it. Mm-hmm. It's not looked at as an empowering source. Yeah, because if you don't know, then you don't have quote unquote restrictions, right? But unfortunately, what I've found in my own life, and I'm willing to bet in others if you're willing to be humble and uh, truthful, <laughs> is that we often find ourselves complacent or stuck at a certain level simply because we are searching for the standard to build off of, but we've neglected understanding it. Mm. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like understand the standard. There's a lot of people that actually put a lot of effort in developing themselves, but they don't feel like they got anywhere because they've done it at a thousand different directions instead of building off of the standard. Ooh, that's deep. You know what I mean? I think we talked about it before about like building a dresser or this and the other. And once you get kind of like the prototype or the idea, you can build from there. You've got an idea of the standard. Mm-hmm. Without the idea of the standard, you're kind of just like like Ikea boxes with no directions. You're like, oh, shoot, let me look at the picture. There is no picture. I don't know what to do with this then. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I also think that being an engineer, there are certain standards that are made but also can be compromised upon because in my field there are certain standards that if not met are detrimental or if not met have zero to little impact and so you have to choose to accept that risk if a standard is met or if a standard is not met or if a standard is over met <laughs> or whatever, right? Um, you have to accept that risk knowing what could happen if not. Um, but I also feel like sometimes standards, you have to look at them based upon like who made them, when they were made, why they were made, how they were made, for what they were made, in order to adjust them to exactly what you're doing because you'll almost never be in the exact same circumstance under which those standards were implemented. So most things are standards because they've been worked on for a number of years. They've been agreed upon by multiple like-minded people, right? Mm -hmm. And so they change over time but it's like one of those things that like the quote-unquote masses have to agree to Mm. and if the masses don't look like you then sometimes that standard is not necessarily something that's meant for you you know what i mean i do both Uh, literally a metaphor (laughs) (laughs) so i think that this points out there's some danger in this This episode may get very serious, for real. There is some danger in regulations and standards um, not going to the right thing. 
mm-hmm. or being allowed not to have healthy boundaries or put into context. And this is what I mean. On the last, your last example, regulations and standards can be very subjective when it's up to other people to set them for you. Correct. So for certain things, we don't care. For things without value, that is okay. Mm, we accept the risk. But when there becomes more value to it, then we want higher standards of even the regulations and the standards themselves. Now we want detailed instructions, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to things like I'm learning about, when it comes to relationships, marriage, when it comes to um, craftsmanship, things that have a life-changing implication, I cannot just go to TikTok and be like, oh, whatever they said, you know, you yell at a person in order to communicate with them. Yo, the consequence of doing that may not be on the influencer, but it's on me because the the real standards are the real standards are judged at that moment. Whether you read the right instructions or not, your outcome may not give you the same investment that you thought you were letting someone else have. Does that make sense? I think so. I hope so. I, <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I, I hope so. so. I in in other words, and I know that you you got in on this because it's something that we see a lot we see standards change so subjectively and often they change from a person of power and it seems like the person without power has to just go by the rules until they understand that their submission to standards was optional, right? Absolutely. I say that to say that responsibility and control go hand in hand when you're looking at what, like you looking at these standards and looking at the implications on you, you have to decide whether you're going to follow them or not. Even if it's supposed to be good for you. If the standard is drinking water, evidently there's some people, myself, that don't always drink water. Does that mean that I don't know the standards? It no. might, but most likely it is because I haven't committed to or gave, took over power of that and say, yo, this is my responsibility, something that I'm taking on. Does that make sense now? Absolutely. Absolutely. And... We all know somebody that loves to enforce or bring up the regulations (laughs) and standards, right? When it's convenient for them. Correct. Because even, even if it seems like nobody cares about those standards, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's always somebody that wants to, Bring it up to you, right? Especially if you are, quote unquote, not abiding by says standards. But what about when you are? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody saying that. Like, now, wow, man. you met that quota. Wow, you um, were a good human. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to say anything about that. Um, another place that I really see this in life and something that I personally had to go through was beauty standards. America's beauty standards or regulations on how they treat people based on their looks, their physical looks is completely subject to a, where you live and who is around you. And then B European standards. <laughs> so it's not even like I'm not European, my ancestors aren't European. It's not even the same beauty standards 
for me that are being put out into the media, put out into the world, put out into the industry, mm-hmm. right? Um, but because I don't meet these European standards that I will never meet, then it's almost like I thought that, you know, world-class, quote-unquote, beauty was never achievable. Absolutely. And that's not that's not a thing, right? Because it's like, who wrote the standard? That mm-hmm. small bodies, small noses, petite frames, fair skin, long hair was in, right? Who wrote that standard? And did they write it for them? And and am I looking to abide by that standard for them? Do I care? <laughs> because if I know I'm going to do me regardless, right, then that's not a standard that, I mean, I accept all the risk. It is what it is. If I don't look beautiful in your eyes, and what? <laughs> you know? There we go. I think that hopefully by now you hear that there can be a challenge to standards that you're living by or accepting or choosing, right? And I keep going back to that choice part. But also there's levels to this game. There should be in this checks and balances of your choice. Understand that something standards alone is not a bad thing. But accepting standards, especially without some type of acknowledgement or association of why you're accepting them, can lead you astray. Mm-hmm. So there are some good standards, standards to live by, and we can judge them by the fruit that they produce. So, for example, if there is a standard in the relationship of communication, some might say, oh, well, you just said all standards are bad, but there's some standards will help guide you. Mm-hmm. Their job isn't to direct you in, in every step, but to give you principles to live by. Right. Mm -hmm. Treat each other like you would want to be treated. Some may argue that that is a standard of those that want to have more than just like all equality, but to be a caring human being and to be aware. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody might not have been taught that growing up, but guess what they can use to help build that a standard or a regulation. Right. Yeah. So not all of them are bad. Blindly accepting them will have you blind. Absolutely. But trying to understand them, kind of like you you wrote out, will allow you the freedom to create new or to follow some to teach you a new skill. Mm, That's deep. That's super deep. And none of us are excluded. There are standards that I don't need. There are standards that I really do need. And I need to be understanding and reading up on and in choosing to abide by. Right? Yeah. Um, I also feel like a lot of times when you look at it, something from the outside in and it works, you're assuming that it meets regulation, it meets standard. So true. And I think people do that a lot with other people, with other relationships, with basically anything outside of self. They think everything is like meeting standard. Oh, they're laughing together. They must be happy meeting a relationship standard, right? Oh, they have money. They must be meeting the life um, goals, happiness standard, right? Um, Oh, they're all on the same team. They must abide by the regulations. We see that all the time. It doesn't happen. Um, And so I think that just because you know it, just because it looks like it doesn't mean that these things are being met um whether that's within yourself or within your relationships any type of shit 
Uh, and I also feel like if you really, really, really look at it, um, these regulations and standards are sometimes you're already doing them and you don't even know them. Like they're already within you. They're already within what you have, but you don't know it. And so it's easy for someone to come in and be like, yeah, no, this ain't, this ain't up to par. You're not up to par. You're not smart enough. You're not, you don't have the correct tools. You are failing at this because you don't know what you're capable of in your own standard. You know what I'm saying? Like you Absolutely. don't even know what they're referring to. I've I firsthand have seen this ladies and gentlemen, I firsthand have seen this. So if I, if I may mm-hmm. tell a story, see, I, a part of standards and regulations to me, a person in my life, I believe that everybody for me should have some level for yourself. Mine happen to be my morals and guiding, guiding principles. Those happen to be my standards. I don't always meet them, but I sh- I strive for them, and therefore I I understand life based off of my journey towards that. Mm-hmm. When I look at other people, and one of my standards is to see people as they are and try to understand them. And I saw that example in in a very close person of mine that we were reading something about a virtuous woman, right? And I was like, "Yo, when we read this." I already knew the initial assumption was that, dang, this is going to be something I'm going to have to learn to do, this, that, and the other, because the world has already told you, lack thereof, you lack thereof, you lack thereof. And I was like, yo, I don't know if you know this, but like 99% of the stuff you already do, you just never gave yourself credit for it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. trans- like yes, it's written in, you know, ye there and all the other stuff, but if you like translate it, it literally is describing half the stuff you do. And he was like, what I think that not only you have had that experience, but I believe a lot of people have had experiences where they realize they are literally doper than they appear. Word to another episode, <laughs> they're really doper than they appear because, but they don't understand their own dopeness yet. Therefore, mm-hmm. they're still forming their their identity of their standards. But be careful, young ones and older people that still want to be young. It is. No matter how old you are or how great you have met your standards, when somebody comes in and challenges your identity via their standards, their regulations, their opinions, whatever, doubt in who you are will shake up everything. So sometimes, even when things are shaken up, the only thing you might have left are the last principles you stood on. You Mm, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, imagine you in college. You met, thought you was a cool student, right? You met that class that challenged that, you know what? And you like, oh shoot, am I smart? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, now you got to look back. But imagine those people that have always followed, never understood themselves or their standards or regulation. When you look back, what is there to look back to? And in that example of like, you know, getting to a higher level, it's like of learning or education, especially. It'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing well at this. I'm not meeting this standard, this grade standard. Am I not smart? The grade standard is for numbers, not for what's in your head, right? The That's grade standard no. <laughs> is is for the things are that are graded, but it is so, so hard. It's almost basically impossible to grade, understand, 
or value smarts or intelligence, right? There's too many factors that go into it. So just because you're not meeting this made-up standard by an institution of people that had to put a number on board so that they could get money for their institution, right, just because you're not meeting yeah, that, that does passion. not mean <laughs> does not mean that you're not smart. If smart means that you try your best and you understood and can explain everything to anybody in any way, then and you can do that, then that's your standard that you have met, right? Um, at some point, there's some give and take, or you're going to be paying for classes for the rest of your life because you don't technically meet the standard but we that's what we do we we adjust we grow we college is a perfect example of us doing things to meet the standards expectations of others without having to master the skill ourselves hey okay i'm done (laughs) i think that leads us to uh probably a last point is um you like you mentioned as far as the grades and this and the other there's been many people that will set a standard and then if you don't meet them you'll get f's you'll fail your self-esteem will go down this and the other but then there's also people that may have realized that have done something a new way and they created new standards or new regulations based off of excelling so for all the people that are you may be aware or unaware that you're trailblazing simply by existing and doing what you do mm. Sometimes when you, you ex- are standard, there you go. You set, you make a new. I would imagine the first person, the first uh, black therapist had, they set the standard for other people to come behind them. Mm-hmm. Right. Or at least a goal for people to reach and break the goal. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you can break the goal and go further. But my friend, the same way that was like, oh, well, you know, some standards are bad. Some standards were there for you to break because they were like, they were, the ceiling was set. But the ceiling wasn't set there forever, if that makes sense, right? So for me, thinking through your example, I was that kid that was not getting all good grades because I couldn't take tests like everyone else could. But if I went off of just that standard of I'm a failure, I'm this, that, and the other, I wouldn't have the courage to go further. Someone had to come and say, yo, I'm a bad test taker too. However, this is how I get my – I'm like, what? A new regulation? I can play a new different way. Bet. It's PhD time. Yeah, because the standards for offense are different than the standards for defense. Breach. <laughs> you don't get you don't get a, a you know what I'm saying? You don't get a flag for you know certain things when you on defense versus offense. Certain positions don't even exist. It, okay. She over here rapping, bro. All right. She, she said certain existence don't even exist. Throw the flag on the platform, Z. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We appreciate y'all hanging out with us um, on this conversation. If y'all have any topics, anything you want to discuss, anything that's on your mind, anything you have questions about, any scenarios you want us to give advice on, hit us up. Um, Make sure that your voice is heard. That's what we're here for. So, yeah, I've been preaching this episode. Oh, my God. You rubbed off on me. Or you rubbed off on me. You (laughs) set the new standard. All right. (laughs) As always, y'all. Smallest change in perspective can change a life. Peace. Peace.